As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Labor is where it's all at. That is the like excitement of all of this. It's the we're going to get to meet the baby. Also, I love the process of labor. I love it. I love working with my body. I love seeing what my body is capable of doing. I love pushing those limits. It's all part of it. So if that's you, (laughs) um, this is a really exciting time. Getting pregnant and giving birth are two of the most exciting things you can ever hope to experience in this life. The moment you think you could be pregnant, you're frantically searching for all the best information, which is why you're here today. I'm Stephanie King, and with my many years of experience as a professional childbirth educator, doula, and lover of all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum, I'm here to make preparing for your birth enjoyable, empowering, and totally easy. Each week, I'll cover different topics, interview professionals, and get into the nitty-gritty birth stories from mamas just like you. And when you're ready for more, you can join me in the My Essential Birth course at myessentialbirth.com, where I take you step-by-step through exactly how to prepare your mind, body, spirit, and partner for a birth you love. So let's get started. Happy Valentine's Day to those who are listening along with me today. Not that this is some super special episode in the way of lovey, dovey kinds of things. However, I think the information that I'm going to give you today is going to provide all the love in the world so that you can be prepared in this third trimester. Before we get started, though, let me start with that reviewer of the week. So this is a big shout out. Thank you to S. Fry, who says, Mom of Two. I have listened to the podcast during my first and second pregnancies. You guys, how cool is it that we have been around for that long now? That is so cool. The second time around, I also purchased the My Essential Birth course to prepare for a, quote, natural delivery in a hospital setting and hired a doula. I was more prepared the second time. The podcast is wonderful and is packed full of information. However, I would recommend investing in the birth course as it gives a comprehensive, organized, and sequential overview of the labor and delivery process and how to prepare. Thank you, Stephanie and team, for your amazing work to support and empower pregnant women. Thank you for your review, and I could not agree with that more. If you like what you hear on the podcast and you're looking for something that goes in that perfect order, preparing you from A to Z for birth, go check out the birth course at myessentialbirth.com. Now, on to today's topic. If you are listening and you are in your third trimester, this is 100% for you. You should be doing these things starting today. If you're not 
perfect. These are all the things that you're going to want to write down and keep track of for when you are a little bit closer and things that you can certainly start doing right now as well. But this is like crunch time for you moms that are in that final stretch. So I'm going to walk through seven things that I think are going to be extremely helpful for you if you are in that final, those last three months of your pregnancy that you can start doing right now. So let's start with number one. Very first thing I'm going to tell you to do, those three pregnancy exercises. Now, if you've been following along from the very beginning, you've been doing this the whole time, you're already really good at them, great. If that's not you, if you're brand new here, this is the first time listening to the podcast or you're just getting started or you need a gentle nudge to do what you know you should be doing in the first place, even if you're in the birth course, even if you're doing all the other things, do the three exercises, okay? They are simple. They are made to help your baby be in a more comfortable, ideal position for labor and delivery. It is for your body to strengthen and lengthen different parts of your body that are going to be used during pregnancy and during labor. It's supposed to make everything easy and more comfortable, okay? So if you are not doing these yet, I'm going to extremely encourage you to do them. The best part about it, there's Three, yes, there's a million things I can give you guys to do. There's so many other things that are going to be good for labor and birth and all that stuff. And of course, I give you tidbits of that all the time. But if you do these three things, it is easy, it is simple, and it will make your life better. I promise. It is also something that makes it easy for your brain to check off the list for the day. So in other words, I was successful because I did these three things today. Check. I did something for my pregnancy for my upcoming birth. Now, just getting in a mindset of doing that consistently can change you. I promise. I do it every day as I sit down, and sometimes I'm not consistent, and it is not that great of a week because of that. But when I sit down and I'm consistent writing down five things I'm grateful for every morning, when I start my morning with gratitude, you better believe my day goes better. You better believe I'm more focused on things that matter. That is what I want you to use these three exercises as, okay? So if you haven't downloaded those yet, I'll put them in the show notes, but you can go to myessentialbirth.com slash three dash exercises or myessentialbirth.com, click on the free cheat sheet and get it there. It is forward-leaning inversion. That is something that you do once a day for three breaths, not a big deal at all. Um, You should do it with the support of a spouse, a birth partner, a friend, somebody nearby so that you are in a good position and you can get up and down safely. And it'll tell you in the workbook, those who should not do it. The other thing is the pelvic tilts. So that is a hands and knees position. You are starting with a flat back and you tilt your pelvis. You do these pelvic tilts and you do, I don't know, 20 to 40 each time. And I would say morning and night if you can, but get these done at least once a day. The other is a seated squat. This is not the squats that you see when you're working out um, and you're trying to just go halfway down and then push back up or even all the way down and then come back up. You are sitting in a seated squat. That means you are sitting, if you've seen a little kid, like sitting down playing with toys, like tiny kid, like one-year-old doing this. Or if people who like third world countries where they don't have chairs and they're sitting and working on the ground, you're in a very squatted position with a nice straight back and all the way through your neck, nice straight And you are just sitting there and trying to hold that position, which gets harder as your belly gets bigger, especially in the third trimester. I'm going to tell you to aim for 15 minutes, but it doesn't start like that. All you have to do is what you can do at the beginning. If that's 30 seconds and your toes start tingling and your legs go numb or your toes go numb, then it's time to get up. 
And so what I encourage you to do and what it'll talk about within that workbook is extending that time every day. And so what I would do, as you've heard me talk about before, is I would take my phone timer around with me and anytime I thought of it, anytime I had a free moment, I would click that timer on, squat down for as long as I could hold it, stop the timer and try to get an hour's worth of squats in for the day. And a week or so of that, and you would be really surprised how long you can hold that squat for different intervals. So I think it took me maybe two weeks and I was able to hold it for maybe two or three weeks and I could hold it for a full 15 minutes. So these are all going to be things that benefit you. But if you're not doing those exercises, go grab them now. The next thing that you can, that you should be doing and that if you are here, you are doing right now is to learn about birth. So it's especially easy for us, I would say, with our second, third, fourth, fifth babies, right? Once we have already been through this process, maybe you've even taken a birth course, maybe you've taken the My Essential Birth course before, and you have been through this, like understanding how labor works and you've given birth, it's really easy for us to decide, mm, I've already done that and I kind of know, and yeah, I know I need to prepare in my head, right? We're like, quote unquote, trying to prepare in our heads. And then it doesn't really happen And then we get closer and we're like, oh, shoot, (laughs) I wish I would have taken some more time focusing on the things that matter most. So with that in mind, you should be learning everything that you can about birth, particularly that labor process, because that's what you're coming up to right now. So you're preparing your body. Hopefully you're doing some prep on your mind. Um, And then it's and this is part of that, that mental preparation, that education, that knowledge. And so if you're here and you're listening to the podcast, you're getting some of that. Now is a perfect time to dive into a birth course, too. So if you're interested in that obviously head to myessentialbirth.com and dive in and I'd love to have you in there. The other benefit of that is you get to jump into the Facebook group as well and I'm in there and we answer questions and there's just tons of information from all the incredible moms that are already in there. But basically, knowing that birth isn't like the movies and we can't necessarily predict what's going to happen or even our best plans are not going to be perfect, it just is so smart for us to know our options and the ideas behind them so that we have confidence in making decisions during labor when things are very fluid and we don't necessarily know which way it's going to go. So kind of like when I talk to you guys about the birth map or in other words, like we know what our end destination is. We want to have this incredible birth that we look back on with joy. Um, You know, most of the time for the majority of us, that means, you know, I had a vaginal low intervention, even if you, you are choosing to have an epidural or something like that. That's what it looks like for some moms. It could mean a cesarean birth because this is going to be necessary, but I also want to have a a birth that I can look back with with joy and I had decisions that I made all throughout. But understanding what your options are is really important. The other side of that is knowing how to work with your body. We have people in our birth space, hopefully, that are really great and that we can lean on during different parts of birth. But if you think about it, you know, what happens when you are four centimeters and you have a stall? or seven centimeters and you have a stall. You know, if you've listened here, you know that those things are very normal. In fact, we call them natural stalls. There are times when labor picks up and slows down and our bodies are doing what they're doing. But again, if you don't have some of that knowledge, some of that education in your head to know that this is actually normal and I trust my body, I'm going to lean into that intuition, then it can be a little tricky. Along with that, knowing your pain medication options, should you choose to use them, knowing how to be more comfortable during birth, knowing how your birth partner can help you along the way, support you physically and emotionally along the way, all of that is going to be really, really important. So now this third trimester is your time to kind of get in get your hands dirty, um, work together with your birth partner and really prep for this exciting part of labor. And if you're anything like me, this is the most exciting time, right? As soon as you're getting like really close to that guest date, 
I like labor is where it's all at. That is the like excitement of all of this. It's the we're going to get to meet the baby. Also, I love the process of labor. I love it. I love working with my body. I love seeing what my body is capable of doing. I love pushing those limits. It's all part of it. So if that's you, (laughs) um, this is a really exciting time. Okay, number three, you're going to create that birth map that I just talked about. You can call it a birth plan. You can call it a birth map. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. We have a visual birth map that you can totally customize. It's totally free, easy downloadable. You just drag and drop the different things that are important to you. And then you want to make sure, finalize, because I know you've already been having these conversations with your provider. Now's your time to finalize everything that's on that birth map or birth plan that you're going to present to them and say, hey, I just want to make sure we're on the same page or ask any of those final clarifying questions that you need to ask. And so different things that you might see on a birth map or a birth plan. And we kind of say like it does, it goes a long way if you add a little bit of personality in there. If you put a picture of you and your birth partner on there, if you put some names of this is my doula that's going to be there, this is my mom that's going to be in the room, and then a funny blurb about yourself. If that's your personality or if you're more calm, whatever's going to show them like two sentences this is kind of what we're after. We're so excited to meet the birth team, whatever, right? And then you hand that to them. You hand that to the people that are in your birth space as you're going in. For that, like for moms that are going to a hospital, I say like print 10, hand them to all the nurses along with some treats. Never hurts if you have like a little basket ready to go for the nurses there. Or in your your birth space at home, maybe you have some different things you need to hang up or hand out. And then same thing with the birth center, Again, all things that you should be talking about prior, but if any of that's really important to you, and even having a transfer plan if you are out of hospital, having a transfer plan for the way in, now's the time to kind of prep and get all of that stuff going. This can include, and I've talked about this before, but for example, it was really important to me, and I mean like extremely high on my list, that I was able to wear my own clothes. For some moms, they're like, I don't care. I'll be naked. Give me the gas. Like, I don't I don't care. Why are we even talking about this, Right. But for me, that was like a non-negotiable. I have to be in my own clothes. There is something about it that is comforting and safe and warm, and that's what I'm going to do. If you have something like that, it needs to be on the birth plan. And you need to be talking to your provider about it. But the other thing that we tell you to do, right, and so you have already should have done this. I guess you can add an eighth here if we need to, if you haven't had that um, hospital tour, is to definitely go do it. Because when you're creating this birth plan, you want to make sure that you know what is already normal at that hospital. So even if you and your provider have this great conversation, you're planning on having this wonderful, unmedicated, whatever that looks like birth, whatever you've designed with them and agreed to with them, if your hospital has different policies or you're going to have to ask for certain things to be a little bit different because they do things differently there, even than what you and your provider have talked about, you want to make sure that's on the birth map. On the other hand, if there are things that they do regularly, for example, say that you have a hospital that is certified baby friendly, meaning they already do skin to skin and that golden hour. They already do delayed cord clamping. They already room your baby in and all that kind of stuff. Then you don't need to necessarily have piece by piece that we're going to do delayed cord clamping and immediate skin to skin. You know, that doesn't need to be on there. So there's other things that are really important that do need to be on there, like no episiotomy, because that's something that your provider does and it's something that you need the nurses to remind them about and it's something that you don't want and it's something you know that's that's important and regular in that space then that's the kind of stuff that needs to be on there so be thinking about that and remember to go it should be one sheet and it should be in the order that labor happens so from admitting and that first part of labor to the middle side of labor to postpartum like immediate postpartum for mom immediate postpartum for baby 
And again, we have all of that on the visual. And even if you don't use the visual like to print out and bring with you, I say go ahead, click on it, get it, play with it so that you know what you want on your birth plan and then make your own, whatever whatever that looks like for you. But yes, if you're looking for a customizable, easy to do, done for you kind of thing, that's where it's at. All right, the next one, eat your protein. <laughs> and I know, again, this sounds so simple and we're always talking about good nutrition, don't give it up now. This third trimester can get a little tricky and this is where all that fun testing or you know, maybe gestational diabetes or these other things kind of like pop up. So let's be proactive. Make sure you're getting that protein. I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna aim for like 80, 85, all the way to 120 grams of protein, maybe even a little more. The third trimester, you actually are supposed to eat more protein than you did in the second, than you did in the first. Um, that, And if you haven't listened, I will put in the show notes the podcast that I did with Lily Nichols. She is a registered dietitian. She's incredible. Um, she wrote an excellent book all about pregnancy and nutrition. Um, and so I'll put that link in the show notes so that you guys can take a listen to that. That would be like a great third trimester, pop it in the air and take a walk. But protein is extremely important and it's not just important for mom, it's important for baby. It's all the positive things that you can think about, about keeping your body healthy, about the strength and stamina that you're gonna need, about keeping you low risk so that you have more options lean on that good nutrition. So high protein, obviously a well-balanced diet, make sure you're drinking your water, but aim for the protein. As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Next is to pack your birth bag. Now, whether that is because you're going to a hospital or you want to pack a transfer bag just in case or the stuff that you're going to bring to the birth center, whatever that looks like for you, now's the time. You do not want to take my advice or follow what I did, which is use my birth bag packing as a distraction while I'm in labor, early labor, because I, I don't know, mentally couldn't handle the idea of actually packing a bag before it was go time. Pack your bag before, because there are so many different reasons that you could end up just needing to move quickly out of your home and you won't have that time during early labor or you'll be in early labor and not focused on what you really need to focus on. So again, we have a cheat sheet for you guys. We're going to give to you guys a hospital bag checklist. And so again, that's whether it's a transfer bag or whatever, or even if you're going to a birth center, it'll have everything on there. So just so you can like, yes, I need this. Yes, I need this. Yes, I need that. And then just put that with your bag so that you can double check anything right at the end. Don't forget simple things like phone cords and chargers, camera stuff, clothes for the baby, you know, that kind of thing. But all of it's on there so you have nothing to worry about. There's also a section for what dad's going to need, which is super important, I think, because coming from a doula side of things, it's easy for me to say, you know, here's a couple things I think dad should have. And dad's, that includes protein rich snacks for yourself that are not stinky like if you're if your sweet 
mom over here is like, I don't like the smell of garlic. I don't want to smell your stinky beef jerky. You better have other options, right? So it's got information for you there. It's also like bring a change of clothes, bring a, like different socks, different shoes. You don't know why you could get wet. It could be because your wife's getting in the shower and you just got to dive in there or mom's amniotic fluid bursts everywhere and it's all over you now. Trust me, you don't want to be sloshing around in that. So there's just some ideas in there, toothpaste, gum, just other things that maybe you wouldn't think of that could be really helpful for dads. And then there's kind of information about dads also pay attention to what mom is packing and where it is, like when she needs chapstick or a snack or, you know, whatever. So all of that's really good to have in there. Dad should know exactly where the hospital bag is and what is inside of it and where to find the things inside. So if you have not done that, work with your birth partner to do that. Um, Again, you want to make sure the copy of the birth plan stuff is in there. Have it by the door, ready to go. Next, find a pediatrician for your baby. This is something that I think a lot of us, myself included, don't think about at all or we put off and then it's too late. And maybe you have or have not heard my story before, but with my first baby, which ended in an unnecessary cesarean and he was a boy and we had planned to have him circumcised. I didn't even know to not circumcise at that time or that it was an option because I have chosen all different kinds of things and make zero judgments. You get to choose yourself. But I had chosen to circumcise um, and I had chosen not to receive certain vaccines in the hospital. And anyways, I did not pick my pediatrician before. I went with the one that was recommended by my OB and was at the hospital and I was told it was great, which was awesome. But when he came in after I had my unnecessary cesarean that I was very emotional about, that I had just been up for over 36 hours, hadn't gotten any sleep and was just, it was a lot for me to take in my very first baby on top of it. And I had told him, you know, yeah, we're not planning to get this and that. Or maybe he had asked me about it or maybe he said, hey, I heard you weren't. I don't know exactly which way it went. All I know is when he started talking to me about it and telling me that he couldn't be my pediatrician and couldn't see my baby after this and it was just terrible that I had thought to do these things and that's you know irresponsible. He was just going off. I just started bawling. I couldn't hold it together. I was emotional. I was all the things. And while he's staring at me, I can tell that he knows he screwed up and also like I couldn't stop and he didn't apologize and all I could think was this man's gonna circumcise my baby things ended up going fine my husband went with it It was but it was a whole thing and I was like oh my gosh I didn't even know I didn't know that I could ask for a pediatrician I didn't know that I could go and talk to one prior I don't know I just didn't even think of it I didn't know what questions to ask so if you have not looked into a pediatrician yet and you are in your third trimester now is the time Ask around just like you did for your birth professionals. Ask your friends, ask family members, ask other people that have similar values that you do or prioritize different things that are going to match what you're planning to do for your family and for your baby. And then reach out to a couple pediatricians and meet with them in person, one-on-one and ask questions. Because if you don't, you may or may not get somebody that you like and that you're on the same page with. So that is my caveat to pediatricians. Okay, next is to start your labor prep if you are about 36 weeks or later. Now, something like red raspberry leaf tea, you can have this really during your entire pregnancy. However, some women do react to it in the way that they get some uterine activity. If that is you and you've got this uterine activity, then you're going to slow things down and stop the red raspberry leaf. 
But for a lot of women, it's super tasty. Some women totally don't like it. But I, it tastes kind of like a mild black tea, and I don't drink tea anymore. And but I used to love black tea, so I loved that about it. I've always, I've always loved it. So if that is something that you are up for, you can start that right away. So if you're listening first trimester, you can start it. If you're listening third trimester, you can start it. If you're later on, definitely go ahead and hit that up. The idea is that it helps your uterus to be strong and contract in a way that's really good and useful is I know I'm not coming up with the right word, but um, where the contractions are going to be doing what they're supposed to be doing. So if you haven't yet, you can start red raspberry leaf tea. Another thing that uh, we recommend, and again, talk to your professional medical provider. They're going to know if there's specific reasons that you can or cannot use these things. But evening primrose oil is something that you can take orally and vaginally, and this can help to ripen and soften your cervix so that there is less of that to be done when it is birth time. So it can actually make labor a little quicker. It can make it a little bit easier to get to where you need to be for dilation. In other words, it can help your bishop score. So if you are someone who is either coming up against induction or you're just like curious in case induction is as part of your story or needs to be at some point. That Bishop score, if you remember, it measures a couple of things which have to do with how open or dilated your cervix is, how soft your cervix is, where your baby is, where your where your cervix is, forward, back, all of that. So it's gonna, it takes some of these things into account. And this helps with that ripening or softening of the cervix. So when we have moms come to us and they're like, you know, I've got gestational diabetes. I have to be induced by 39 weeks. What can I do? It's like, oh, we'll get started on preparing your body to go into labor naturally, possibly on its own. And these are some of the things that you can do. So evening primrose oil is a 10 out of 10 if you can and you're willing. um, And that works for you and your provider. We recommend going to start the evening primrose oil. Dates are another one. You may or may not have heard about this. It has definitely become more popular in the last like 10 years. But based off of a small study, and there have been a couple since, but based off of a study that they did, they showed that women who consumed about three to four of the medjool, which are the larger dates, or six to seven of the small deglet dates a day were actually, same thing, it helps to ripen that cervix and improve your bishop score so that things are just a little bit more smooth and comfortable as you go into labor. Once you are ready to actually jumpstart things, I'm going to add the podcast link that we did to jumpstart your birth. And I think we even have a download in there that includes different things that you can do to jumpstart your labor. But once you're actually ready to like, okay, it's go time, then we start talking about nipple stimulation, intercourse, which it it has a couple of things that it does, but intercourse where you both finish, there are reasons for that. Walking and curb walking, nipple stimulation, acupressure points, clary sage oil, all of that fun kind of stuff. So I'm going to put that podcast in the episode so I don't make this an induction (laughs) happy podcast, even natural induction happy podcast, and even things like castor oil, like it's all in there. So make sure that you go take a listen. But I hope that this week's episode spoke to you, especially if you're in that third trimester and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, what is coming next? And labor is so exciting and I can't wait, but what am I supposed to be doing? Here is your checklist. Do these seven things and come back to me if you have any questions. Obviously, we are here to help. So at My Essential Birth on Instagram, hello at myessentialbirth.com if you are looking to reach out to us personally. And I love answering questions, especially when this one drops. You guys ask ask me all about it this next week. Yes, because I am... I am preparing this podcast as my Valentine's gift to you so that you can really prep your body for this next, for these final stretch months. But with that, happy Valentine's Day. It's always a pleasure being here with you guys, and I hope you have a great week. 
If you loved what you heard today, the very best way to support this podcast and help other moms to find it is to leave a quick review. I read one at the beginning of the episodes and I would love for yours to be next. And if you're ready for even more pregnancy, birth, and postpartum goodness, come join me in the My Essential Birth course at myessentialbirth.com where I will hold your hand and walk you through pregnancy and birth step-by-step so you're totally prepared for a birth you'll love. See you next week.